This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, God is so awesome. Amen. I'm going to uh, minister today on a key that I believe will open heaven for us. How many people would like to have a key to open heaven? Glory to God. How many of you want to walk under an open heaven? Amen. And I, I think there are some keys, um, and you probably know there's one key that's gratitude. That, that's a key, but that's not what I'm talking about this morning. But I believe that's one key, um, is being thankful, Amen. being grateful. Amen. I, I think that's a key to opening heaven for us. Um, but uh, there, there's another key I want to talk to you this morning about, and that's honor. Honor. That is another key that when we start walking in honor, towards God and towards other people, we're going to see the blessings of heaven open up for us. Do you believe that today? Now, honor is to hold in high esteem, to put great value in or worth. It's considered to be weighty. In other words, the question I'm going to ask you today is, what are you putting great worth in? What are you, what are you value, what do you value today? And, um, you know, we want to value God. Amen. We want to value the things of God. And, and so the opposite of that is dishonor. And that's to take lightly or to put very little value on. And uh, I don't know about you, but I, God, you know, deserves honor. And doesn't he deserve honor? Um, in, in, the, in the Bible, there was this man, Eli. He was a, a, a priest unto God. And he had two sons uh, that were doing, um, you know, taking in the sacrifices and all that. And the two sons were doing a lot of wrong things <clears throat> in the temple. And they were, they were dishonoring God with their wrong acts. They were having sexual relations in the temple. And it was pretty bad. So they were, they were, they were doing wrong acts. And Eli, you know, uh, the father, did not discipline his sons. And, and God got upset with that. And, and God said, you are honoring your sons more than you're honoring me. And, and he wasn't putting... You know, Eli wasn't putting God there and he should have disciplined his sons. And then judgment came. So anytime that we don't honor God like we need to and we walk in dishonor in some areas of our life, uh, we can be judged in that area. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I don't, want, I don't want judgment. How many people want to get judged in here? No, I, I, I want to be judged for my good works, but not for my bad works. And of course, you know, if you don't want to be judged, how do you get out not being judged? Repent, right? Judge yourself, right? That's how you get out from not being judged. You, 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 you recognize an area in your life that's not lining up with God. And you say, God, I want to line up with you. I, I recognize this area and I want to line up with you. Um, in 1 Samuel uh, 2.30, um, after God spoke to Eli about this through a prophet... He said, therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. So Eli was in a good position with God. But, but, the Lord, but now the Lord says, for far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So we, we see this. This is a principle in God's word of honor. You know, Saul... Uh, king Saul was the first king of Israel. And, uh, and Saul messed up. Amen. Uh, one time he messed up by, you know, he was waiting for the prophet Samuel to, to come and, and do a sacrifice before they went into a war. And uh, for some reason Samuel was running a little late. And I always say better late than never. Amen. And uh, he was running a little late. And well, what happens? You know the story. Saul got impatient. And he stepped out of his office. You know, Saul was the king, but he wasn't the prophet. So what did he do? He, he stepped out of his office. He, he stepped out of his anointing. He tried to do somebody else's job. I'm going to say this. If you're anointed to do something, don't try to do somebody else's job. Do what you're anointed to do. Amen? And, and so what happened was he dishonored God by not, by not allowing uh, Samuel to, to, to do the sacrifice. And then there was judgment there. And then, you know, he had another chance. And, and so God told him to, to destroy a city and destroy everything in it. But he didn't do that. And uh, he didn't obey in that area. And he lost the anointing. And so disobedience to God is dishonoring God. Amen. 
Okay, thank you for that, amen. So when we're disobedient, so, so when you're obedient to the word of God, what you're doing is you're honoring God, amen? And so, and so, so, so God honored us. And how did he honor us? He honored us by sending Jesus to pay for our sins and to redeem us from the hand of the enemy. And so we, we've been redeemed, amen? Um, in Romans 8.30, it says here, and I'm going to say this, we need, we need to understand this. I, I'm talking about honor this morning, but not just honoring God, but we need to honor one another. Amen. You know, the Bible is very clear on this, is that when you honor God, and when you, it, it works both ways. It works vertically and horizontally. When we honor somebody horizontally, I mean just people, we're really honoring God. Amen. Do you know that? When you honor somebody, um, you're honoring God. Amen. Uh, when you're when you're dishonoring a person, you're okay. You you can fill in the blanks there. We're, we can be dishonoring God. Amen. So so God really he sees everybody that that are Christians. He sees us at, in our righteousness. You know you are righteous in Christ Jesus. And and people that aren't saved, you could say, well, I can honor people that are saved, but I don't have to honor people that are unsaved. No, we need to honor all people. Sometimes we think, oh, I just need to just honor my brother and sister, but I don't have to honor the ungodly person. No, we want to, why do we want to honor them as far as we can, you know, um, honor them as in show respect to people that may not know Christ? Why do we want to do that? Be- the reason why, number one reason why, is they're made in the image of God. Amen. All people, no matter how bad they look, right. no matter how bad they smell, are you hearing what I'm saying today? I was fasting this week. I was in, and I was, I was at the bank, and I, you know, I just smelt nicotine. And 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 when you're fasting, you can your your senses are super heightened. Anybody ever fast out here? And the guy was only about five feet, but I could smell the nicotine on him. And nicotine does not smell like perfume. It's not, it's not a pleasant smell. And so I was, you know, uh, so I was like, okay, but he's made in the image of God. He still deserves respect and honor. Amen. Amen. Are you saying, are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so, so we need to see each other, you know, as Christians, we need to see each other as uh, made in the image of God. And, 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 and life has value. And, and, and human beings have value. And God placed a high value on human beings. God placed a high value on you. And, and the, 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 the value that he placed on you is the price that he paid for you. I want to say that again. How much do you think the blood of Jesus is valued at? I, I, have you ever thought about that? How much, could, if you could put in a monetary value on the blood of Jesus, how much is that worth? You can't put any kind of price on that. I, well, you could put it this way. How much is your soul worth? <laughs> in other words, go, uh, you know, that you, you, we're escaping hell. Amen? So, so how much would it cost to buy our way out of, out of hell? <laughs> You don't have enough money to buy your way out of hell. It does, you could have trillions of dollars. And, and trillions of dollars, but it's not enough because the blood of Jesus is more valuable. And just think that, 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 that we're valued at the blood of Jesus. The, 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 the value that God put on Jesus, he puts on us. Woo! Somebody needs to be shouting this morning. I'm, are you listening to what I'm saying today? The value. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting happy up here. Because I don't think you realize how valuable you are. Oh my gosh, the blood of Jesus. Woo, glory. You can't put a price on it. Amen. Amen. I mean, listen, if, if there could have been a different way for Jesus to redeem us, you know, if there could be a way of him other than him shedding his blood, uh, God would have figured out a different way. Amen. I mean, you know, God is vast. And, you know, God, God you know, there's, there's no original thought out here. God has, you know, he, he, he's all-knowing. And so there's no original thought. God has thought it before you thought it. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so God, so, so there's no original thought. So, so when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was negotiating with God, he was saying, God, can there be another way? You know, he, he was praying. He said, God, can there be another way? God had to search his vast knowledge. You know how vast that is. And to figure out a different way for Jesus to redeem mankind, but, he, but there was no other way but to go to the cross. 
There was no other way but for him to shed his precious blood. So, so, so you know, we are so valuable in the eyes of God. And it's called the principle of glorification. Amen. And, and so God is raising us up to be at the level of Jesus. And, that, and that's, a, that's a pretty amazing, amazing truth. In, in Mark 6, uh, let, let's talk about that when we don't honor God. Let's, let's look at some keys, what will happen. Because uh, I, I think when we dishonor God, it blocks the blessings of God to come down in our lives. Amen. And here's a really good story in the book of Mark, chapter 6. And we're going to read 1 through 6 here. And um, this is a good story about Jesus. Now, Jesus did mighty miracles a lot of his mighty miracles happened outside of his hometown. Amen. He, most of his miracles were in Capernaum. And, but he did mighty miracles. So he went back to his hometown to do some miracles and, do, and to do what he was doing in Capernaum and the other places. Casting out devils, laying hands on the sick, seeing the blind, you know, causing the blind to see and the lame to walk. And then it says here, then he went out from there and came to his own country and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath has come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary and the brother of James and and Joseph and Judas and, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, in, in his own house. Now he could do no mighty works there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. So we see here that, that there was two things that were happening that, that, kept, that kept really Jesus from wanting to do the, the impossible in their lives. I really believe Jesus wants to do some impossible things in each one of our lives. How many people want an impossible breakthrough out here? I, I, man, I'm telling you, I want an impossible breakthrough. I want to walk in the, the breakthrough anointing. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so Jesus came out. You know, you know I, I can see it now. He, was, he, said, he said, guys, we're going to the hometown. And you know all the stuff we did in Capernaum and all the things that we're doing. I mean, we're setting people free. We're going to set some people free in my, our hometown. Glory to God. And they were saying, yeah, let's do it, Jesus. Let's do it. We're ready. And you know what? Jesus got there. And the people, you know, what, what the, the first problem was, they were too familiar with Jesus. Familiarity, you, you've heard that before. Familiarity breeds contempt. You've heard that. And so sometimes when we get too familiar um, with somebody, we get too familiar, we, we, we can lose some uh, honor with them. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You know, it happens in, a, a, in, in our relationships, husbands and wives. It happens, you know, when you first meet each other, you're, you're honoring, you're respecting each other, and, and you're dating, you're on your best, you know, you're doing your best in front of them, amen, and your best behavior. And, um, and, and then, you know, all of a sudden you get to know them, and pretty soon you loosen up, and then pretty soon, you know, you can lose, you, you don't treat them as nice. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And we start losing a little respect and honor for one another. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I mean, when I first got married, with, uh, when I married Jen, um, every, you know, she worked at that time. She was a school teacher. And every month on our anniversary, I'd bring her flowers. I'm telling you, I walk in there with, with a bouquet of flowers. Man, I was honoring her. I was, I was staying in good company with, with Yen. I'm telling you right now. And but now nowadays, you don't bring me flowers. <laughs> you don't write me love songs. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I bought her some flowers. <laughs> but, but, you know, we get, you know, flowers cost money. We, we, we got three kids. It's a budget. We're on, we're on a tight budget. We didn't have kids back then, all right? Come on, give the pastor some grace, all right? Give him some grace, all right? I still buy, buy her flowers every once in a while, amen? You know, on, on anniversaries and birthdays. But anyway, 
Um, so anyway, and, and so, I, you, know, I, you know, I used to do those things. And what was I doing? I was giving her honor. And she was getting honor, but it was in front of others. Amen. I was displaying honor. And they said, man, you got a husband from heaven. Glory to God. Amen. And so, and so what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that familiarity can, can cause us to lose um, honoring one another in a relationship. We can tend to take advantage of one another. And God doesn't want us taking advantage of one another in our relationships. Amen. He wants us to honor. You know, in Proverbs it says, there's a proverb that says, don't stay too long in your friend's house lest he hates you. Have you ever heard that proverb? In other words, you don't want to overstay your welcome. And sometimes we can overstay our welcome in some areas, you know, and they're like, when are they going to get out of here? You know what I'm saying? And so, and so, so we, we, we need to understand that, 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 that people deserve respect and they, and, they res- and they deserve honor. Amen. And so, and so the second thing that, that keeps us from honoring like we need to is offense. Because the Bible said that, that, that they were offended at Jesus. And whenever we get offended with somebody... We, 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 we tend to lose respect for that person. When we, when we feel that a person has done us wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We, we tend to lose respect. for the, See, if I mess up as a pastor and you, you see my mess up and you have put me on a pedestal, you just lost respect for the pastor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, pastors, you know, we, I, I still put my, my pants on one leg at a time. I know you think I just snapped my fingers and the angels put them on. But, no, uh, you, know, we, you know, there's no perfect church, no perfect pastor, no perfect. I mean, and if you aren't, feel like you're perfect, then, then when you get to this church, then it will become imperfect. Okay, you have to think about that. You have to think about that. So, so we need to be very careful that we're not allowing offense. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes, I, you can get offended with anything. And we lose respect for that thing. And then we give that thing a cold shoulder. Amen. We, 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 you know, it could be a restaurant that you weren't treated right. And that's the last time you're going. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 and then it causes us to speak negative things. We're going to talk more about that. So we can receive more from God and people when we show more honor. In Ephesians 6, 2 through 9, it says, Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment. And this is interesting to me that, you know, we, we are under grace. We're not under the law. But, but it's interesting to me that even though we're under grace, uh, Paul, that is the grace apostle that wrote the grace chapter in Romans, um, uh, he still quotes an Old Testament uh, uh, Ten Commandment. So, so it doesn't mean, you know, Jesus did not do away with the law. He fulfilled the law. So now we're under a higher law, which is the law of love. But he did not do away with the law. So we still have to abide by honoring our mother and father. Amen. Amen. It's, somebody say the law of love. The law of love. Okay. And so, so he says, honor your mother and father, which is the first commandment with promise. Let's get the kids back in here. No, I'm kidding. That it may be well with you and you may live a long on earth and, uh, and, your, and, and you... Fathers, do not promote your chil- don't provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. So, so, so we need to understand this, that when we honor our parents, now you don't have to honor everything that they do. Some of you might have ungodly parents, but you can honor them for the fact that they brought you into this world. You can find some ways to honor them, even if they did not honor you, you can still honor them. And what will that do? That will promote long life. It's a principle of honor. And also we need to understand this, that we need to honor those that are above us um, in, in, in authority, such as our bosses, if you're going to school, or, or, or teachers, you know. Um, so we need to honor those that are in a position of authority. It, it, it's, it, says, it says it here, uh, bond servants, be obedient. I don't have my scripture reference, but you're going to have to look that one up. Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as to Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. The, uh, with good will, doing service as the Lord and not to men. Notice here is saying this. 
it's saying that when we're working, we're actually really serving. And, and you're not just working for your boss. You're, in reality, what he's saying here is you're, you're serving God. When you're serving people, you're serving God. Are, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You're not just serving. You, you work as unto the Lord, as on you're serving the Lord. If you're in, in this church today and you're a dream teamer and you work, you're not just working for Pastor David and, and Yim. You're working for God. You're, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Your, your work is not, you know, you, the, you know, I'm not your judge. So however, you, whatever your attitude in here, as a worker, um, uh, Jesus is going to judge that. Amen. I'm not going to judge that. You know, I'm going to encourage you and be a, but, 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 but God will, will judge our heart motives and our attitudes towards our superiors. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, and we, need a, we need to make sure that we're, we're honoring and not trying to do it in a way, you know, hey, boss, you know. See, this, this is what some people do. They work hard when the boss is around. And when the boss is not around, they go, oh, okay, man, he's not around. Yeah, let me play on my iPhone for a little bit. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But when the boss is around, you're on your toes. But we need to be on our toes when the boss isn't looking. Why? Because the big boss is looking. Is this helping anybody? I know you're like, man, he's, man, this, this hurts so good. Amen. And so, so, so it says here, it says here, uh, uh, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he's a slave or free. And, and your masters do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. So what he's saying here is even if you're a boss and you're in a supervisory position, you still need you need to walk in honor towards those that you're supervising. In other words, you don't want to lord it over them and acting like you're a big shot. And get, sometimes this is why the Bible says that you that, you know, in church and in raising up leaders, you never want to put a novice in a position of authority. Why is that? Because some, a novice is somebody that has not been proven. And a lot of times what we have to do is we got to be proven for promotion. And when somebody gets in a position too quick, uh, sometimes they get a big head. They haven't been proven in a little position. They haven't been, they hadn't proved out you know, their faithfulness in the little position. And if they jump to a big position, sometimes they can fall. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They haven't been tested. Saul, I believe what it was a man that what may not have been tested in the small areas of his life. David was. He was the shepherd boy. He, he was tested in what he did. He took care of the sheep. He, you know, when the, when the lion came to try to take a sheep, from, David said, no way, I'm, I'm, I'm called to protect these sheep. I'm not going to let these sheep. And he killed the lion. He didn't run away. He said, oh, man, this is too much for my job. You know, I, oh, man, that lion, you know, uh, you know, dad could do it, you know, with a couple. We got enough sheep. The lion could have a couple of sheep. That's all right. No, no, he, no, he was he was he was honoring his father. He was honoring. He was walking in honor towards his job and he protected the sheep even with his life. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And then the bear came. And the bear tried to, and he killed the bear. He honored, he, he, he did whatever he could to protect the flock. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to, to, to protect you guys from, from, from the enemy, from coming in and get, giving you a big head. Amen. Pride was a, can be our downfall. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So we need to walk in honor, amen, and we need to honor those around us. And there's two principles here. There's a principle of respect. Respect is normally earned, but honor can be freely given. Amen. In the, in the, in the day when, when, the, when the church was being established, the, the Roman government was in charge uh, 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 where they were at. And, and, and it wasn't a really great Roman guard, uh, government. They, they, had, they had taxes. They, you know, they oppressed the people. But, but Peter even said this. He says, therefore, in 1 Peter 2.13, it says, therefore, submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to a king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him. Amen. 
for punishment of evildoers or for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free yet not using liberty as a cloak for your vice, but as bondservants of God, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. So we see here that Peter is saying, you know, that, that, that there's the government uh, that it's placed over us uh, that we need to honor them as far as we can. Now, now, if they come out with a law that you can't preach the gospel, you honor a higher, you, you honor a higher, you go on a higher government. That's the government of heaven. You know, if they came out with a law that we couldn't preach, then, then you, you, you can't honor the, the, the government in that area because we're called to preach the gospel. But you can honor them with the natural laws of the land. Amen. You know, with putting your seatbelt on. Amen. When you're driving, you're, you, 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 you can honor them in the natural laws of the land. Do not steal, you know, and, and, and pay your taxes. You can honor them for as, you, as far as you can. Amen. Amen. So we want, we want to honor leaders by praying for them and not talking negative about them. Amen. Sometimes, you know, some of you may not have voted for this president that's in right now. Uh, president Trump. And uh, but you know what? He's our president. Amen. He didn't get in illegally. Amen. And so we need to honor our president. Amen. amen. You may not like the president, but you, we need to honor him for as far as we can. Why? Because God put him in that position. Amen. Oh, my Lord. Did, did Pastor David say that? Amen. Did Pastor David? I'm, I'm stepping out there now. I'm stepping out on water. Uh, God put him in charge. Yeah. No, it's the devil that put him in charge. And we got two types of people. The devil, God, the devil, God. No, I believe God did. Well, what makes you say that? Well, this scripture right here in Romans 13, 1. Well, what does that say, Pastor? It says, let every soul be subject to the governor authorities, for there's no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God or the devil. No, it doesn't say that. It's appointed. It's it's appointed by God. It, uh, what? Can you run that? In fact, that. In other words, if we have a leader, it's what we deserve. If it's a bad leader, then maybe we deserve a bad leader. If it's a good leader, maybe we deserve. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying. In other words, you know, it, it, it's it, it, if it's a. Am I making sense here? So God put, see, God, see, I didn't put myself up here. Amen. God put me up here. Amen. I'm glad I didn't put myself up here. I'm glad I didn't try to make, figure out a way to be a pastor of the church. To tell you the truth, you know, for me to become the pastor of this church at that time was impossible because I was a single man. And the pastors, uh, there, there were a couple, uh, Joe and Ann Warren, and they were very traditional in the way they pastor. And they believed that a, a couple should pastor the church. They didn't believe a single person should be a pastor they just felt like it should have been a couple and so really it's a miracle that I became the pastor as a single pastor they turned the church over to me you know finally they figured it out after they tried to give the church away to a couple different people and they wouldn't take it they said maybe you'll do (laughs) are you listening maybe uh, but they're praying, God, because they wanted to retire. God, bring the right people. Bring the right people. And, and I'm standing there. What about me? What about me? I, I'm the assistant pastor. I, I can preach a little bit. You know, what about me? What about me? They would overlook me and try. And they tried giving it away. Try, but finally they said, I guess you'll do. <laughs> Man, how, how do you like to be the last choice? I mean, you know, think about it. I was, in, you know, think about David. Uh, David, King David, you know, he was the last choice. You know, uh, you know uh, when, when Samuel came to anoint the, uh, the next king of Israel, uh, when they sat down, you know, first he, he saw, you know, uh, David's brother, and he was tall and good looking. And he said, this, surely he must be God's anointed. And then when he walked over there, he said, you know, there was something like, eh. There was no grace there. He said, no, you're not him. And surely the second son. And eh, no, that's not it. And he went through every son. Surely, sure. Uh, uh, do you have anybody else? Right. Well, we got David that, you know, do you really want to bring David? In? He smells like sheep and he's back there. He's probably playing on his harp. And, uh, you know, he's out there in, in Daysville. You know, I don't know what he's doing back. There. Get him. Get, get, get the worshiper. Because David was a worshiper. 
I mean, he worshiped God in the fields. I'm telling you, he was a worshiper. God will do something special for worshipers. And David walked in and said, yeah, well, what is it? I've got to get back to the sheep. And then, and then, you know, Samuel said, that's him. You know, God said, that's him. Anoint him. And he was anointed in front of all his, his family. Think about how humbling everybody else felt that day. And he was anointed as the next king. See, God doesn't use just, you know, he doesn't use the special people. Eh? You know, sometimes you think, oh, I got to be special. I got to stand out. No, God uses the ordinary to do the extraordinary. I love that about God. God turns nobodies into somebodies. God specializes in that. He specializes in taking somebody that's a nobody. And, and he puts his touch and his grace on nobodies. You know, and he makes them somebody. Nobody in the world's eyes, in other words. But everybody is really a somebody in God's eyes. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Or have you gone home? So, 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 um, so we have to understand this, that, that God, the honor principle is, is, is in place. Amen. So, so it says here, what are we supposed to do with our president? What are we supposed to do? Uh, how are we supposed to honor him? I'm glad you asked. First, and, and those that are in authority over us. It says, uh, it says in 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks... Be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life unto all godliness and reverence. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So he's saying that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. And so what is that saying to me? That we need to be praying for our leaders. We don't need to be minimizing them or criticizing them. Amen. We don't want to get on that bandwagon. Amen. No, we want to be praying for our leaders. Why? Because they need as much prayer and they need as much help as they can get. Amen. Uh, and we need to honor people. Amen. It says in Romans 12, 10 through 13, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord, rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in the prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints and given to hospitality. Well, that's a long list, Pastor. But yeah, it is. We need, we need to honor those, not lagging in diligence. Amen. We need to honor one another as we serve God. Three ways in honoring God and people. Amen. Number one, we need to prioritize people and God. We need to prioritize people in God. If a, you know, in the natural, if a, if a, a woman who is an elderly, elderly person is going through a door, open the door for her. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. So, so, so show some honor. If a car is trying to get into your lane, and especially if you have an Exceed Life Church decal on, allow them to come into your lane and not cut them off. Are, are, you, are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, how many people, when somebody's trying to get in, you don't look? I'm too busy. I'm not going to let them in. I'm not going to look, you know. And, and they, they're, you know, they're trying to get in. You see them on a the corner of your eye. And you're just keeping straight. No, man, look at them, wave, you know, say, Jesus loves you. Come on in. And don't let them in. No. And... Uh, what am I saying today? I'm saying we need to honor some people. We, we need to honor those people on the highway. Oh, oh you, know, you know, allow some honor in, on the highway, man. And maybe you'll get some honor. That's right. Well, I drive like a New Yorker, so I'm going to get honor anyway. Amen. I'm going to cut right in. I mean, they're going to have. No, I'm kidding. But we need a. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? If you're eating at a restaurant and, you, and, you're, and this is after church and you're eating at a restaurant uh, uh, tip your waiter or waitress. Don't 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 give them a, a, one of these twenty dollar bills, like twenty dollars bills, and says and it's, a, and, and it's a, a track that says, "Ah, you thought it was real money." If you you know they're they're, they're tracks with twenty dollar. It looks like a twenty dollar bill, yeah, and, and she gets it. Oh, you thought that was a real twenty. You know you know the love of money is the root of all evil, and you need Jesus in your life. Turn or burn. You know I don't think that's going to bring people to the Lord. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No, give them a big tip and let God know, you know, let them know that God loves them. And, and when you give them a tip and say, Jesus loves you, I just feel really inspired of God to give you an extra tip today. You know, next time you witness, they will listen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so we, 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 need to, we need to honor those around us. In Proverbs 3, 9, uh, and this is under the guise of honoring God. It says in, in Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. And, and, and so what, what was that talk about? With our finances, we want to honor God. It's the honor principle. We want to put God first in our finances. We want to tithe and give offerings. Why do you want to do that? Because God deserves honor. Because he created you and he saved you. And there's no amount of money you could pay for your salvation. Glory to God. So we want to honor God with our substance. Amen. And, and this church is awesome. I'm going to say this. You guys are honoring God. When you guys are givers, glory to God. And, and you know, it, I, it's amazing to me how, how the finances come in. We can look around. There's more empty seats than filled chairs. And God is still bringing the finances in. Because you guys are awesome. You guys are sowers. You guys are givers. And, I'm, and, and some of you, I need to get some of you up here because you guys have the best jobs. Amen. You guys have the best promotions. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, and, 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 and I, we're believing you for, we're believing with you for that. Amen. So, 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 so it says here that we honor God and I try to honor God with everything that comes in. Everything that comes into my treasury, I'm going to put a tithe on it. If somebody gives me something, I'm going to get a, mon- give, get a monetary value and give God the tithe on it. Amen. Why? Because I want to honor God. Amen. And what happens when we do that? It says that our barns be filled with plenty and our vats will overflow with new wine. This is the principle, again, of putting God first place. Amen. And that is awesome. Uh, we need we need to uh, acknowledge God, of course, on Sunday mornings. We need to put him first. We're, you're acknowledging God today. You're honoring God of the first of the week, putting God first place. We want to honor God when we get up this morning. The first thing I did was was said, good morning, Lord. And it's better to say good morning, Lord, than Lord, good morning. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It's better just to say good morning, Lord. Man, I didn't go over too big. I'm going to have to get, fire my writer. But uh, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You've got, you got to start, you know, Smith Wigglesworth. And, and I mean, with a name like Wigglesworth, you'd almost want to curse God for a name like that. But anyway, he had a name Wigglesworth. I'm sure he was, he was, he was joked as a kid. Wiggers, wiggles worm, wiggles worth, you know. But anyway, I won't go there. But he was a powerful evangelist. And what he would do, he would just get up, just honor God. He would run around his house praising God. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Do you think he felt like doing that? No, but he did that because he wanted to honor God. This morning I woke up and I started worshiping God when I first woke up. Why? Because I woke up. <laughs> because you woke up. And again, another principle of honoring God is put your shoes deep under your bed. So when you get down, you put your knees on the ground and you worship the Lord while you're pulling your shoes out from under the bed. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we, so we want to we honor God. Uh, and, and as we do that, we'll see God's blessings in our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Uh, honor, number two, honor has a language and that language is called praise. Honor has a language, and that language is called praise or praise them. We need to bless God and people with sincere praise. You know, one person said recognition. Men die for it and babies cry for it. Recognition. Or to be, to be recognized. Or when somebody has done something good, recognize what they did and give them some honor. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And we, we need to bless God and people with sincere praise. Praise, when you praise people, but not just in front of people, but when they're not around as well. Amen. We don't want to have hypocritical praise. We just don't want to just um, blow a lot of smoke um, out of, uh, it's called, that's called, you know, to get something from somebody. We need to be very careful that we're not trying to be nice to somebody to get something from somebody. That's called flattery. Flattery is you're flattering somebody so you can get something from them. Praise is to build somebody up. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In James 3, 8 and 10, it said, but no man can tame. Uh, this, uh, this, uh, we got to be very careful with our tongues. And we don't have we don't have hypocritical praise. In other words, we say, brother, we love you. And then behind the doors, we say, I can't stand that guy. But in James 3, 8 and 10, have you ever done that? Hey, brother. Okay, but James 3, 8 and 10 said, But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. So honor has a language, and it comes by how we talk about people. Uh, so, so we need to understand this, that, that our words are powerful. You know, we need to really be very careful that we're not too critical on people. Thank you for that. Amen. We don't want to be critical on other people. We want, you know, one thing about my dad, I never heard him said anything negative about another person. My dad, my father went to heaven. I'm telling you that that home going was an awesome home going that we had. And, you know, we had, I don't know how many people got up and talked about my dad, how nice he was. And, and, you know, I was waiting to do my thing because I was the officiating pastor and I had my everything wrote out. But people kept coming up and talking about how good dad was. I didn't even have to give anything. In other words, my dad walked. He was a man of honor. He never. Oh, man, I'm getting a little choked. up. He, he never talked negative about anybody. Amen. He was always positive and he would and he would he would quick to to. Um, Remind you not to say anything negative. When you got it, anybody ever get in that negative mode? Anybody get a little upset and allow the emotions to come in? Well, it says here in Ephesians that let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary for edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Amen. So, so, so honor has a language, and that language is, is not griping and complaining, moaning and growing. That language is praise. Can I get an amen in here, oh me? So we need to start praising God. We need to start worshiping God, and, that is a, and, and we need to start praising people. Be thankful for people. Amen. I'm thankful for you guys. Amen. Honor protects people and God. I'm going to say this, honor can protect, you know, when you're walking in honor, you know, honor really, what it is, it's unconditional love towards somebody else. If you want to boil down the definition of honor, it's unconditional love towards somebody else, really, that doesn't deserve it. Can I say it again? Honor is being, uh, walking in unconditional love towards somebody. In other words, it's walking in the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It, it, it's, it's the royal law, as James would say. We need, to, we need to treat others as we would like to be treated. That's called honor. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Honor protects people and God. Noah, after the flood, you know, Noah had three sons and... After the flood, you know, they, they, was, they came on dry land and, and, they, and, and they, had, uh, they were all set up in tents. And uh, Noah, unfortunately, got drunk. And the Bible, you know, the Bible is pretty um, uh, graphic at times. And, uh, and so Noah was uh, drunk in his tent and he was naked. And one of the sons saw him and, started, and told the other, his other brothers... That dad is in a tent naked and made some jokes about it and was laughing at dad. And uh, the two brothers did not laugh about it. And they took, the Bible said they took a garment and walked backwards and put that garment over Noah. And they walked out of that tent. What did they do? They honored their father. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so that, that, that brother, you know, Noah ended up cursing that brother. Amen. Are you hearing he, he wasn't that drunk. He understood what went on. And so we need to be very careful. And, and we want to protect. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Love covers a multitude 
of sins. And we want to cover people. We don't want to expose people's weaknesses, but we want to cover their weaknesses and we want to pray for people. If people have a problem, pray first before you correct them. Pray that God will open their eyes to truth. I do that as a pastor. If I feel somebody is in church is not is not doing something right, I will pray God open their eyes. I don't really want to correct, but if I have to, I will correct to bring to bring some correction into the situation. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Listen, honor will open up the the the, the blessings of heaven. You know, Jesus was preaching one day and when he was preaching, uh, he wanted to feed the 5000. And this this kid had had just a few loaves and a few fish and the kid gave, you know, gave it to Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He multiplied those loaves and fish. He fed the 5000 and at one, you know, he had what, 12 baskets that came back of food from the 5000. I think that kid got one of the baskets. You know, when 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 Jesus was 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 preaching, you know, he came up to Peter's boat and he's and he's and he he asked Peter if he could use that boat to preach. And he preached a sermon off that boat. Then he said, Peter, I want to do something for you. What 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 do you want to do? You allowed me to use your boat. You honored me. You allowed me to preach the gospel. I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to give you a catch. A catch that you've never had before. I'm going to give you a boat sinking, boatload of fish in your boat because you opened the door and allowed me to preach on your boat. I'm going to show you some gratitude. I'm going to show you some honor. Are you listening to what I say? Honor opens up the grace of God in our lives. You know, in in Matthew chapter 8, there was a centurion that, that came to Jesus and he had a sick servant. And, and, and that centurion came to him and said, and said to him, you know, uh, Jesus, will you come heal my servant? And Jesus said, I will come. But he said, listen, you don't have to come. You, all you have to do is speak the word. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof, the, the centurion says. In other words, the centurion was put in honor towards Jesus. And he was put in honor towards the things of Jesus. And, and, and Jesus, and, and he said, I'm a soldier. I, I say this one go, and they go. And, and all you have to do is speak the word. And, and Jesus, I, didn't see, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. And, and then he said, there's going to be people like, really, that centurion that's going to be, be seated in heaven. And the people that were supposed to be in heaven will be in outer darkness. Why? Because they couldn't honor God. I'm going to honor God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? But the backstory, a lot of people don't know the backstory of that centurion. It's in Luke chapter 7. The backstory, because Luke gives a little bit more of an account of that centurion, that centurion helped the Jews. And he helped build a synagogue. And he did something for the Jews. So he was in a place where Jesus wanted to honor him. In other words, he set himself up already to be honored by God by honoring the... Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And and that's... Listen, I want my prayers to be instantly answered. I want when I pray, God, when, when it's like EF hunting, when he talks, people listens, you know, that's an old commercial. But when I talk to God, I want him listening. And if God hears you, amen, you have the petitions that you desire of him. And all he's doing, he's waiting for you just to, you know, to walk in that honor. When, when you walk in honor towards God and towards people, I'm telling you, the, the windows of heaven will be poured out to you and overtake you. I got one more example of honor. And I was thinking about this, you know, and I'm closing down here. I was thinking there is one fast food restaurant that does three times more business than the average restaurant. And they're closed on Sundays. Who is that restaurant? Chick-fil-A. Do you know Chick-fil-A, as just each store, does about $3.1 million in business a year. Do you know that, that uh, they do about three times more the business than all the other stores? Have you ever been to a Chick-fil-A and they haven't been busy? Have you ever been there and hadn't been a line? They're the only store that, that, that has people outside taking your order. Have you been to Chick-fil-A in a while? 
I mean, how can you not know that there's not a God with Chick-fil-A around? Why? Chick-fil-A decided they're a Christian company and they decided they were going to honor God and not be open on Sundays. They do more business in six days than all these other companies in seven days. They do three times the business. Their competitor is Kentucky Fried Chicken. You got Chick-fil-A and it's not, they're not really a competitor. Why? Kentucky Fried Chicken only does about $960,000 a year in, in, in their stores. They do a little less than a million, but Chick-fil-A does three million. Woo, in six days. Talk about honor. Talk about honor. Chick-fil-A honors God. And they're one of the most successful Fast food restaurants in the nation. What if the other stores said, started taking their cue and said, we're going to honor God. We're going to shut down on Sundays. I, and we're, I'm telling you, they, their, their sales will skyrocket. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You, you can't. Listen, when you start honoring God, he's going to honor you. And he's going to open the doors of window, the doors, the windows. And he's going to pour out blessings you cannot even contain. Are you hearing what, today? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? When we walk in honor towards God and others, that is a key for the abundant grace to be manifested in each one of our lives. Did you receive it this morning? You're going to walk in honor towards the waitress today? Okay. <laughs> You're going to walk in honor towards your spouse today? You're going to walk in honor towards your children today? Are you listening to me? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you this morning and we just thank you that you are great and mighty and glorious and we honor you today. And maybe there's some out here, maybe there's some watching online. And, and, and really the best thing that we can honor God with is our lives. And maybe you're watching online and you're not, you're not a born-again Christian. You've never received Jesus as your personal Savior. Well, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. And I want to just pray this prayer. If you're ready to move forward in God. And maybe you're not in a right position with God right now. You just need to come back to God. Well, I, I'm going to include you in this prayer too. Just say, dear God, I believe Jesus... You died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. I repent of sin and I turn fully to you. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.